Welcome back to the next episode of Underbench Staples, a podcast tracing each of the broadcasts of season 15 of MasterChef Australia from two guys on the complete other side of the world. I am half of your hosts. <laughs> what happened to the other half? <laughs> oh my god, there's just half a guy sitting no, beside me. There are two here. I am Patrick. He is Russell. He's, and a, he's hysterical. Two halves make a whole. Exactly. So exactly. we are still in the midst of big week and we have a big service challenge. Yeah, unlucky for some, this is episode 13 Yeek. of it. And this is a really. Uh, Great challenge, great episode, really enjoyable to watch. Uh, the first off site for our cohort of friends, although it didn't seem that way very clear from the beginning. They walked in, the kitchen was empty, there was quote unquote absolutely no one here. A bit disrespectful to you know the camera crew and everything mm. like that, but they were there, and there was just a letter written, and uh, Addy took the lead to read it. And I couldn't help but think she could have said anything. She mm. could have said, the person who reads this wins the entire competition, everyone else go home. But I guess she has a bit of class like that and actually read it. I have no class. So they all had to go to a surprise location, which was Graysland. Great name. I wrote Graceland because it's Grays so close Land. to it. But Graysland, great name. Um, for the biggest service challenge in MasterChef history, at this time or in general? I think just in in general because of the scale. Because that had been the key to this service challenge. Yes, it's about a service, but it's about scale. It's, it's in the hundreds. Mm. And they were saying in thousands. I mean, as you count it all up across each of the dishes, it adds up to over a thousand. Yeah, between the two teams. But like thousands to me tells you it's like two three thousand plus well they told everyone to prepare 400 portions of each of dish. dish there was two dishes per team so yeah 1600 between the two teams so almost a th- is that thousands it's, or over a thousand it's almost two thousand it's clutching at straws a little bit but here we go the semantics uh, everyone had to pick an apron out and there was a rogue it's you know you know when you get someone else's um laundry by accident at oh. the dryers yeah and you, you go Oh, who's, Nick, who's knickers are these type of thing? It was like a white apron in amongst the coloured ones. And uh, Melissa ended up getting the um, miscellaneous item, uh, which meant that she got to pick a team to not cook with, but just gets to coast along or fall into uh, elimination with. Um I didn't take note of which team she picked. I have a feeling Yellow. it was Turk. I have a feeling it was turquoise. It was yellow. It was yellow? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, because she hugged Rue. Okay. And I have an image of her yes. through the episode in yellow. Yes. So. Okay, that's fair. Yes, that's right. You are right. You're always right. Um, that was quite an interesting thing. I, I know it's to even out the numbers, but it just kind of feels a bit like, oh. I think you could have done a toss-up there of like, and there's obviously a spare person, so heads or tails, yeah. just going to flip a coin, and then you join that team. And I think like 
a challenge on that scale you want to be in there mm. she actually seemed quite disappointed yeah. to be missing out on it um, weird yeah I just thought that was a little bit weird so the challenge was to make surf and turf two dishes one surf one turf ten dollars each with five hours of prep interesting mm. uh, some chaotic scenes running towards the fridges I think um, Addy and, and Amy kind of took the early lead on the Turquoise team. Let's just let's just focus in on the two teams now, shall we? Yeah. So let's go in on the turquoise team. Absolutely, Addy and Amy. Yeah, Addy kind of took the lead on kind of development of the offering. Um, they all kind of consulted on it quite well. Mm. I think they'd been quite cohesive. They thought a kind of high angle instantly mm. and I thought their two dishes that you, that that they chose were quite cohesive mm. in possibly a way that the other team wasn't I thought that too that the fact uh, a few observations I made for one their energy was amazing they went in positive they went in with ideas they settled really really quickly mm. really really quickly on a theme um, that I don't think the yellow team quite did either and I think that made the world of a difference for their structure their team structure I know Amy was involved um and who else was Addy were very involved and Addy kind of went to the side for a lot of the rest of the, of the cook um, oh Amy was on the other team no who was on the other team I'm getting confused now I, I've missed up my notes I'm still not, I don't know everyone's name just yet <laughs> um Amy and Declan yes that's right Amy, Declan and Robbie worked on the fish in particular didn't see a huge amount of Amy doing that but uh, did see a lot of Declan cooking the fish Uh, Phil was on the meat naturally Um, but then Grace came along as kind of a bit of a leader towards throughout the cook did you find hadn't Grace been on the yellow team (laughs) (laughs) I'm confused anyway um, <laughs> I swear that we just sat through the hour long show and we hit record straight after it ended and there's just so many cooks in the kitchens mm. and the names and the colours and all that it's just a bit much yeah keep talking anyway I'm just gonna like put it on in the background and we can watch them again as we talk about it um, talk about the dishes though so the turquoise team did a take on Thai. So they did a bara curry um, as their surf. And for their turf, they did a cold Thai beef salad. Now, the beef salad looked incredible. It had colour. It had texture. It had gorgeously cooked beef. The judges weren't crazy about the dressing they thought it had been slightly in balance but that's a small thing overall I think that was a really enticing dish and then the curry they obviously pivoted to Robbie and he kind of created the broth um, 
What are you laughing at? I just, uh, it's it was. I just kind of felt like when when I heard the when I heard the challenge, I was like, they're just gonna make they're just gonna make Robbie do his curry, aren't they? And hope for the best. Yeah. Now, if you had a weapon like him there, a weapon. <laughs> like he's a, he's he's a weapon when it comes he to is. this. He's so talented at it. Of course he would. I just kind of thought like, okay, so we know exactly where we're going with this dish. Um, the beef salad, I could demolish bowls and bowls and bowls of that mm. um, and you would think that the judges could be quite critical of that because we've talked about salad before being like is it safe and like are you cooking enough mm. obviously they had to prep and fry and slice the beef but are you cooking everything else enough but it's chopping it's the dressing yeah it's having everything crisp that has mm. to be crisp it's having everything kind of cohesive and then they also put crispy shallots on top and, and peanuts. peanuts yeah i'm still triggered from yesterday's peanuts i think uh, with the lamingtons um yeah. so just for the avoidance of doubt so i have a, i've i've paused the screen in front of us with the two teams standing beside each other and we can confirm <laughs> Grace is on turquoise. Amy and Grace. Amy are, and Grace are turquoise. On the same team. Yeah. yeah. So at least we know we should. We could probably break down the teams, but you know, you've just watched the episode as well, so we won't do that. We're the, the thing, idiots. the thing, as you glance at the teams, like and the phrasing or the 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 challenge here that they had to do kind of eight hundred plates per team. Mm. There is only seven contestants on each team, yeah. so that's if you chalk it down that's having to be over a hundred plates per person Mm. and prepping that getting that out there it's a huge ask um while talking about that um in terms of the processes that people were doing or at least the processes that we saw people doing yeah uh, during it there was a lot of criticism of Declan for being essentially he had one thing on his prep list to do which was to prep the barramundi isn't that the one of the best uses of his skills as opposed to getting someone else there who isn't able to do that to help out or screw it up potentially and get someone who's a bit more multi-talented and in various other things with this like making dressings making sauces making stocks whatever it needs to be using them for that instead Um, and Phil was essentially doing the same thing but wasn't getting as much criticism even though probably on a similar time scale I'd say and preparing the beef was probably a lot easier of a task than filleting the fish Mm. Uh, as someone who's never filleted a fish in their life because had a fear of it fish for years um, so still don't do it Um, but beef is quick enough yeah it's relatively quick to do um Interesting with that team. Will we talk about yellow now? We'll go on to yellow. And because we have everyone in front of us, that's really helpful, so we but won't make any mistakes with them. On your point about the judges' comments, I picked up that the judges were harsher on yellow in the earlier stages because their ideas weren't so clear. They were kind of confused. Straight out the gate, they had chosen the pork belly. Mm. Um, but... As the judges came over, they were kind of unsure of quantity, unsure of flavours, all of that kind of thing. So um, I thought the judges had been harsher on them. Uh, Who took the lead? Brent, obviously, because he had the experience 
two years ago yeah. he kind of had an awareness of these types of challenges so he pretty much took the lead and like I'm sure it had happened off screen but I just kind of think in these kind of challenges you need a leader yeah and it's odd that they hadn't assigned that yeah they didn't kind of assign a head chef per se a few assumed it um, it very much seemed like because he picked up the pen and paper uh, that Brent did um, but there did seem a few moments where despite this experience he still wasn't quite with it enough for a service challenge in a lot of ways so like I felt like the, the there wasn't the same even though there wasn't necessarily a set leader on the turquoise team he didn't necessarily turn around and go okay uh, what would we think of a theme will we do anything he just kind of just started saying mm. will we just do pork belly yeah type of thing now shall we scroll back to the last service challenge in our notes okay okay and I have to do a lot of scrolling because we take a lot of notes L- during Laura, these okay Laura. a lot of notes the last service challenge was episode 8 episode 8 okay and I'm just going to see they did pork huh they did pork belly Raised pork belly. Yes. And I'm just trying to remember who... Well, considering I can't remember who was on the teams in the episode I just watched 20 minutes ago, I can't really remember if Brent... No. uh, Brent was missing from that one. Oh. And Rue was missing and Amy was missing, but everyone else Hmm. was there. So... It's just a very similar dish, would you argue? Oh, yeah, I mean... In fact, actually, would both teams be argued with having a very similar dish for two service challenges? A fish curry and braised pork belly? Now, I'm going to tell you this. Take yourself out of the Hollywood stylings of TV. Yeah. They need scale. Oh, absolutely. They can't have scale of... Eight proteins. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it had been a case of there's only enough True. pork belly and beef for either team. So either of you is having that, and, and the other one is having that. Everything else is in the fridge. It's actually made of plastic, and it's just for show. Yeah, I just got into coals. No, okay. I hadn't seen the pantry up close, but mm. like it I'm pretty like it sure one one. it was a bit prescriptive. Mm. Okay. So the yellow team chose to do a braised pork belly with. Um, Garlic, uh, scallion. Yeah, was there garlic rice. in it? Yeah, there was garlic, oh, in, garlic that. in it, and uh, some greens on the side. And then uh, they chose to do chili mussels with sliced focaccia. Mm. Now, as the judges tried them, there was kind of a split. They enjoyed the mussels a lot. Although, calling it chilli, and then they critiqued that it like only has a hint of chilli in it. Yeah. Can you call it chilli then? Yeah, they said it was more cap- uh, a great amount of capsicum flavour yeah. with a hint of chilli, um, which is probably it. Now, we were like, uh, there was a discussion during the show of they were planning to give four mussels in a bowl, which wasn't a lot. 
uh, Jock kind of essentially told them to double it. I think they settled on five because they were going three or four and they decided to go on five instead of six. Yeah. And of course, then there was the disaster of them not cooking enough mussels. They had enough for 60 portions when they needed 400 portions, which was a really big boo-boo for them to make. Um, the mussels in Australia are considerably larger are than large, they are here. Yeah. So they are quite meaty. So I guess in our heads we were like, that doesn't sound like a lot. But in the end, actually, they are pretty meaty. Um, you did make a comment about the portion, though, when we were watching of, of them. Of the, the price. Muscles, of the muscles. Yeah. What did you kind of think was not enough? I just thought, like, for a tenner... Mm-hmm. You had like a couple of them in a slicker sauce, yeah. A slice of bread, yeah. It kind of felt a bit meager, almost. Does it change your mind if I tell you that ten Australian dollary dues is five euro ninety six according to xe.com right now? Does that change your perception? That does change it, but then. I think every other portion had been very generous. This is where I was thinking. Yeah. Because I'm kind of thinking like I'm equating each of their presentate presentated presented <laughs> presented plates. Yeah. I'm equating them to ten euro. Yeah. And like I think it's fair the price mm. on all of those, but then the muscles I just kinda go that feels high as in if we're taking the six euro kind of mindset I'd pay six euro for the muscles oh yeah and I'd pay ten euro for everything else yeah the portions especially the fish the barramundi absolutely that would have been and like they kind of cross over when you think about it that the beef was I guess a more of a starter style dish yeah. on one side whereas the uh, mussels were more of a starter style yeah. dish on the other side even though that's not how they were marketed but at least it felt that way so I guess yeah it's not too equal um, in that way um, let's talk about the garlic well going into the tasting I think the teams had been pretty good pretty yeah. even yeah. and like even though they had the screw up on the quantity of the mussels in quite a large way and they had to scramble in the whole episode that was kind of the only issue true everything yeah. had been pretty under control yeah obviously that they had the two judges in the kitchen too helping them kind of steering the ship that was needed but like everything was kind of smooth yeah it appeared so kudos to them yeah no I have to say I th- I did feel that um, Andy's intervention kind of came a bit more naturally than Jock's um, Jock kind of overseeing but Andy was very much in taking control and saying how long have you got two hours okay you need to do it in one yeah. you know like there was a bit more a bit more control in that kind of yeah. way um, which goes back to the comment we've said a few times now is that Andy excelled himself as a contestant in service challenges so I guess you know Busman's Holiday and all that and like even their styles are quite different yeah, yeah. he's quite chummy he's quite easy going he's harsh but fair yeah um, and he's part of the team Jock on the other hand is an observer is in contrast to Andy and he kind of places himself 
as a kind of overseer yeah. and he's adding on pressure and intensity and he's kind of on them how a head chef is yeah kind of but in a way kind of makes it a bit more encouraging of do better come on you know you have this in you and everything like that um so when it came to the judging and how it kind of split between the two uh turquoise team won so that was and that is solely because of the garlic in the rice because they that said like yes it, it had only been an element in an element but it overtook the whole dish then. yeah um, I was a bit concerned uh, not by flavour or ability or anything like that it was more about the scale of how the rice was being done yeah um, again mindset of 400 and I, we speak of, of this having catered for family <laughs> gatherings and everything like that of about 60 to 80 people and everything and understanding the volume that is needed we get it and every time it did a shot um, of Alice doing the rice dishes I was like that's enough for like five people mm. I guess in a house mm. it, it, when you see it in the bowl it was only a small amount probably a tablespoon and a half of rice on it but I was concerned about how long that was taking to maybe do each of those portions it just seemed like a lot of work and I was the who was who said about the the worry about the consistency was it Brent? I think it was Brent. Oof. He he st- he said that he was worried about. Uh, he said, "Are you? Could you put less garlic in on the next batch or something like that?" Mm. And there was a concern about the consistency that when you essentially when you do smaller batches of things things get imbalanced yeah. and that's why other dishes worked really well whereas this particular element of a dish didn't which is a bit of a shame I'm glad this got judged as teams because even though Alice had been in charge of the rice yeah. and the kind of the editing of the episode towards the end kind of put all the blame on her let's not forget what else she did she did so much yeah. pretty much all of the pork yeah. at all times on on the scallions on the prep cooking th- the rice twice yeah. because it had to steam and then fry almost having to fry to order as well yeah, yeah. so much work and let's not forget that the, the braising liquor itself was very much a responsibility and my god do I want to eat that yeah uh, it didn't help that as we were watching it what did we have for dinner tonight the pork, pork belly. belly so there was a lot of prep with that pork belly and generally with pork belly anyway yeah. because you can get some really really fatty bits that mm. aren't very pleasant whereas the pork whereas the beef on the other team for cutting it off is just cut the sinew on the outside yeah. and, and seal it off but you know that's the challenge isn't it so I have a question for you uh oh and it's handy because the <laughs> two teams and the contestants are up on our screen as we speak um your standout contestant in each team and then the contestant in each team who you thought had kind of been in the background a bit too much okay let's go turquoise first and the one who I felt stood out the most can I do I have to pick one yeah only one okay I would say it's like almost a smash and pass on contestants (laughs) that's another day's conversation Um, I would say um, for me Addy 
stood out in the turquoise team and the reason is I really appreciate someone who takes on leadership roles uh, especially uh, in, in in these kind of things and kind of adds direction and everything like that a good start usually leads to a good finish mm. and I think while she didn't get a great amount of edits she was in it enough that you could see that she was doing lots and she was doing a lot of work and that that for me is aside from the people who got a lot of airtime, just kind of what I'm feeling yeah. I'd say Addy in the turquoise someone who I felt kind of fell to the back a little bit I'd say Kath didn't see an awful lot of her she was kind of more an encouraging figure uh, kind of a bit more um, joining people together but I didn't see an awful lot of what I couldn't tell you what she was responsible for I can identify almost everyone else there, mm. um, per se. I know she was helping with dressings at one part and then dr- helping with this and another. It just felt a little bit disjointed. In yellow, um, I'd say the person who almost did the most on that team was Theo because he did the bread. And, like I know it was just one dish, but he was responsible for the bread, which when calculating it out with Antonio, quite a lot of quantities. Um, but then also was responsible for steaming the muscles which then also resulted in having to do the muscles over and over and over again mm. um, and the person who I kind of felt fell behind Antonio other than that I don't really I don't know what else he did mm. too much um, I couldn't identify really what, what he was doing there what about yourself I will begin on the yellow and then go mm. on to the turquoise. Um, the person who I think stood out on yellow the most for me was Alice mm. because of mm. the work. Like, And if they'd have gotten the win, I think it would have been Alice who'd have clinched that mm. for them. There were three people who I thought had gone into the background. Antonio... Rue and Ralph I couldn't really tell you other than helping hands and kind of having to jump in well Ralph and Rue were doing the pork a lot of that that's the only thing I can identify that they really did Mm. Um, but yeah I agree of those three Mm. I'm gonna say Ralph Mm. because he I can't ascertain the exact thing that he had been in charge of so that's that for yellow and for turquoise I'm gonna go with Grace as the standout because in speaking to the judges I think she took on that position as leader quite well quite quite affirmative happy to take charge and I would agree on Kath as kind of going into the background but the turquoise team I think overall are evenly split the yellow team I felt a couple of them had to take on extra work Mm. and a couple of them had gone into the background a bit do you know who I thought was a lazy so-and-so who did nothing. Melissa. Melissa. Like, how dare she just come along in her white apron and do nothing? <laughs> and then and then still lost. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, God. So cruel. Oh, dear. So, uh... <laughs> so all of the yellow team, plus Melissa, do not get the, the opportunity to win a 10 grand investment in their own home kitchen. I Ooh, mean, what a what? dream. I know. 
that is a um, spoiler slash preview of the next challenge. Thanks, Harvey Norman. Oh, I don't know who actually sponsored the book. Is it Coles, I wonder? Probably or is it usually yeah. is Coles. Um, smash and pass time for dishes. There's four <laughs> dishes, so it's kind of going to be a half and half, I guess. But you have to pick a single dish on each. Okay, smash. You go up to the little hatch. You're picking a dish to order. Of the four. Of the four. And then you're picking a dish that you're going to smile at and go, no. Smash is the beef salad. Pass is the mussels. Okay. Um, My smash would be the beef salad as well. And my pass would be the fish curry. Oh, on the same team. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's quite interesting. I just, I just, I, I, I wanted to try the pork. After seeing all the aromatics yeah. and everything, I want to try the pork. I'd only have a spoonful of rice anyway. Yeah. So I'd just be like, yeah. So I was very much turquoise team in this case. You were. So that's it until tomorrow. Another episode. Cannot wait. Enjoying the series. Um. Oh, we have an update. Lamingtons. Yes. We have an update on Lamingtons. While I'm holding my phone, I'll tell you. We got an overwhelmingly um <laughs> I think like three answers. Yeah. Ultimately no one in Ireland <laughs> seems to do so, Lamingtons. So that is a wide open market. Well, the first one was please share where. So <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. There's there's three now, thankfully. Um I always love that. Please share the answers. It's like, but what if there are no answers? <laughs> what do I do then? Um, uh, Sinnott's Cakes apparently do them. That's quite interesting. Um, as a probably a, a area, custom order. Area of the country. I think Dublin. Okay. Um, but it might be a custom order from the sound of the thing. I don't want to ruin it in case someone's a listener. Um, Aoife's Bakery in Limerick. Okay. Haven't heard of that one. And then Diva Cafe in Balanced Spittle makes lamingtons moist, fluffy, and hand dipped with love. Nice. I also that don't know why dipped came out like I was joking, oh. but uh, never make an MS voiceover artist in my life, will I? Well, maybe. Maybe in the future. So there's Cross Town in London. Oh, the Cross. Oh. Did. Uh, Lamington Donut, wasn't it? Lamington Donut. Stunning. Um, in London, Blackbird, a Blackbird. Um, Bakery in South London. They also do Lamingtons mm. uh, from time to time. I think, like, it's, it'd be a really easy sell to an Irish palate because... It's spongy. It's it has fit. the coconut, it has oh. the chocolate, oh. it has the sponge, oh. it has the filling. Oh. All things that I think would be... That I'm like, how hasn't this like emerged over here yet? Well, time will tell. So until tomorrow, thank you for listening, and uh, please tell all your friends, every single one of them. Even if they don't watch the show, even tell if they them. don't have a television, tell them. That would be great. Thank <laughs> you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.